The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Joseph Fitus, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. She she gets it. She's a good. I mean, look, I'm a Republican. She's a Democrat. That said, um, she's uh, there's no ideological way to run a treasurer's office. Uh, in my opinion, some of those offices, you know, I think other states they don't even elect them. That's a function of of government. Just like here in Lake Forest, we have a Parks and Recreation Department as opposed to an elected Park Board because. I mean, you know, some of these things aren't political. I don't think it's I don't think it's partisan how you run a treasurer's office. Um, so, but that's but it is I, how you act outside the office because she needs. Well, money. look, I mean, a lot of times people use these offices for stepping stones to other offices. Look at the history of state treasurers, and a lot of Illinois state treasurers went on to run for other offices so it's certainly you know in secretary illinois secretary of state before jesse white every secretary of state it seemed like became governor or u.s senator so you know it's but is there really a republican or democrat way to run those types of offices there certainly is when you get into legislative issues i mean i even think look city government we talked about this in the mayoral election i don't think there's a republican way or a democrat way to run the city of lake forest i think you you plow the streets you pick up the trash um, you make sure the parks are clean and the grass is mowed and, you know, I mean, all, all the basics that, that all the boxes that the city checks every day, um, there's no Democrat or Republican way to do that. There's no, we're not voting on issues like abortion and, and things like that, that they do at the national or even state level. So I, but I, my hat's off to Holly. I think, uh, I got to give her all the props, not just for coming on your show, but all the stuff she's doing on social media, she, um, She's really embraced it. She's obviously very young for an elected official. Um, There's a breath of fresh air. Um, she's broken a lot of barriers. And, uh, you know, I, we'll see where, where things go with her. I think she's well, obviously a rising star. Yeah. Um, the, only, the challenge that some people have in those offices 
is that when they then decide to run for what is an ideological office, they suddenly do have to take stands. And that's where they get caught up. Like Jim Ryan was a good example. Jim Ryan, who would have been one hell of a governor compared to Vlad Blagojevich. Um, but he had been an attorney general, prosecutor, very tough. Um, everybody liked him. He got reelected with ease uh, when he ran. Um, but then when he ran for governor, he suddenly had to start talking about taxes and abortion and all the other stuff that uh, a governor has to deal with. Um, didn't go so well for him. Well, that what a great interview with Holly Kim Treasurer of Lake County. And when people say, well, Pete, why are you, you know, so passionate or so upset the way other people are treating the podcast? It's not that I want to cry about it. I want to show the right way to do it, even though she's a Democrat, OK, who who sees both sides, as it appears to me, when you ask her a question, she'll answer it and say, sure. that's why, and then come on here. I respect Well, and I think, I think Pete, that, yeah, remember, she is an independent elected official. You run on the ballot, you stand alone on the ballot for Lake County treasurer. Um, some of these other offices, they run as a board, they run as a team, and, you know, there may be concerns that one is showboating over the other. Are you talking um, about I, pontificating? That always goes on in politics. Well, but, you know, but look, some, look, we just, I'm not going to get into names, but we've seen a couple people who were on the council that thankfully are no longer on the council, at least one, uh, that pontificated a lot, even in their last meeting. I'm not going to say the name, but it's going to be pretty obvious now with the way I said it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I, I, I think there's an expectation, you know, is it, you know, if you if you come, ultimately people are going to judge you, right? And um, no, they're going to vote for you. And and well, but the, at the end of the day, it's going to be about what's as you said, as you said many times on this, is what's in it for me. So sure. if the residents feel they're happy about the services, if the garbage is getting picked up, the you know the street, the snow is getting plowed, the parks are in good shape, all the little things. Uh, day to day that, again, I don't think are Democrat or Republican issues. Um, they're going to reelect whoever's in because they're doing a, a, a they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. You see other cities where it's a free for all. It's crazy. I mean, we've talked about Dalton a little bit. That mayor there is at war with her own city council and or half of her city council. And they tried to recall her. And there's all she's getting two hundred thousand dollars a year for being the mayor of Dalton and the Thornton Township supervisor and the Chicago TV station did an investigation on her and stuff. I mean, that's, that's crazy. We don't want that in Lake Forest. Well, we I want people don't want that. I, I think that Joe, don't. I just want transparency and what I, Holly, whatever, whatever the position is, I saw transparency. Vince, well, Vega, a great job. Vince Vega, otherwise known as Anthony Vega, transparency. Okay. Both Democrats, so it's not well, a look. You've got an open door. thing. Let's 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 let me say this: You've got an open door. Anybody that can pick up the phone or send you an email. Ah, uh, we don't even. They know. Is there anybody who said no? You can't be on this show. I don't know. Let me look at my foyers. <laughs> right. So, no, dude. I mean, seriously. I, I think anyone you, you're you have an open door, and I've told that to anyone and everyone that hey, you know, and we've talked about this in previous shows. We're going to talk about issues. Yeah. that are happening in town. 
And it's okay. going to be our opinions based on the facts that we have at the well, time. Well, and look, we're going to get we're going to work to get the facts. And look, I I made a mistake a couple of weeks ago with uh, a parents' care on on social issues, and I apologize for that. Yeah, you made a mistake a few weeks. You made a mistake a couple of weeks ago about who was in charge of the caucus several years ago, and once it was corrected, you corrected yourself on the show. So we're going to talk about this stuff. People know where to find you. They know where to find me. Um, Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com, Joe at LakeForestPodcast.com. Um, we'll talk about stuff, right? Hold on, Joe. The reason I got the fact wrong is because the person that had the information wouldn't come on the show to give it to me. All right, let's talk about the week that was in Lake Forest. The jewels. Dude, <laughs> you are, this is the power <laughs> of the Lake Forest Podcast right here. You, sir... We start the listeners, the watchers. This is Pete Jansen's. This is the power of Pete. This will, I'm telling you, this will be in your tombstone one day. When you're, when you, I hope it's, I hope you live a long life. But whenever that obituary is written, that's going to be like the fourth paragraph. I want to, I want to be like Jim Ralph. I want to be buried underneath that jewel parking lot. <laughs> I, I, think rule, I think there's zoning rules against that. But um, the, uh, <laughs> How many? I, I have. I'm going to confess. I have not been out there yet. Since there's the, there's three the, out there. And, three. Okay. Yeah. So that means there's three less parking spaces. So somebody's going to complain about that now. But no. Well, I, this is great. I, I, it, the day I moved, I, look in my work and in my shopping over the my life, um, I've been to a lot of grocery stores and especially a lot of Jewel. We back in the day when everybody either shopped at Jewel or Dominic's. And you were a Jewel or Dominic's family. I don't know. You, you used to. We were a Jewel family because we lived near a Jewel. You Tara. Near our house. No. Um, but uh, you're like the libertarians. Yes. Uh, but no, no, seriously. And so I have been to tons of Jewels in my lifetime. And I, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why there wasn't a cart corral. Um, you know, it just makes sense. Windy days and carts and. Um, just common courtesy, but you know, and yeah, you could wheel it back all the way to the store, but who wants to do that? Like if it's raining out and, and all that. So I'm glad to see that. It, it, you know, uh, it'll be interesting. Let's see how well people use it. Um, I think someone posted in the comments on Facebook a video of uh, from somewhere. I'm not sure where it was of a guy um, following a dude who refused to put his cart in the cart corral. And he was. Shaming him on on the internet with that—that that was kind yeah. of a funny video. But Joe, that kind of goes. I hope that doesn't happen here. I hope people just use it. The one issue, Pete, that I think needs—let's see how it plays out. I still don't understand why people park across the street and walk to Jewel if they're going to use a cart. I mean, maybe if you're getting one or two things and you don't need a cart, that's more convenient. But why? Forget if there's a cart corral or not. Why would you want to walk a shopping cart across the street like Western? Waiting for all the cars and all that. We need there's parking spaces um, there. Well, so ask our listeners and watchers. Yeah, I mean, somebody. Hey, if you're if you're a jewel shopper um, and you park on the other side of Western and use a cart, here's what I want to know: uh, one, why do you do that instead of using the parking lot? Just out of curiosity, I'm not judging. Sure. Um, and two, um, are you? Um, what are you going to do with the cart now? Well, now that uh, there's these uh, cart corrals, um, because I don't think you can put cart corrals over there because that's public property. Um, but who knows? Let's see how it goes. But hats off to you, Pete. You, work, no, it, you, you, talked to, you talked to the city and you talked to Jewel and you brought people together. No, I didn't. 
Here's when you ask. Yeah, the person don't sell yourself short. Well, no, well, I'm kind of tall. Uh, when you talk to the person on the street that's looking at the, because look, to give all credit, it started with Scoo, Scoo Walker complaining that people don't put the uh, carts away. So I'm like, well, I, I, I don't go to Jules a lot. I did back in the day, but I went over there and I'm like, where do you put the cart? Well, you put it over there. I'm like, where? There's <laughs> So now when you ask somebody on the street, you know, uh, why there's no sh- cart corral, somebody will say, well, the city said we couldn't have it, right? That's the jewel standpoint. Then you ask the city, they say, well, it's a corporate thing. And the city was right on it, but nobody really knew the answer. So to credit to Kathy Zerniak, even though she poked fun at Uncle Pete, she poked fun. She cracked he did it in a kind and gentle way, sir. <laughs> he would have said it to your face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, she could have told me when I was sitting next to her at that uh, city council meeting. Look, said, it's a trivial, it, in the grand scheme of life, it's a trivial thing. That said, there's a reason all these grocery stores have gotten these car corrals is people's cars got damaged yeah. from the wind and all that. It's just common courtesy. I always make sure I tell my kids, hey, we got to put the cart back in the cart corral after we go shopping because um, it's just a common courtesy for folks. It's an inconvenience that when nobody probably goes, reduces liability for Jewel too, because somebody yeah, but when you if the cart blows under their car. But Joe, when you accept the status quo and you don't question question things, okay, this is what happens. So you get data from the public. Yeah, we, you do a petition. They say, yeah, we want to have a cart corral, but you don't even need a petition because the corporate store says, hell yeah, we need corrals. Because you, you know where Albertson's corporate headquarters is? It's Boise, Idaho. Yeah. So you you rattled some chains in Idaho. So. Uh, I don't think so, because I think <laughs> I believe a corral. I just is- hope Jewel, Jewel, you know, uh, Jewel is owned by Albertsons and Mariano's is owned by Kroger. And those two companies are merging right now. And I just hope we still have a grocery store in downtown Lake Forest there, because um, they're talking about, you know, there's a, a lot of fear of that they're going to close a lot of uh, their locations. And, you know, it's tough competing with Walmart yeah. and Target and grocery now. So. We'll see. I, I try to support the the jewel in Lake Forest as well as any other store and uh, retailer in Lake Forest as much as I can. So I'm, I'm looking forward to using the, the Pete Jansen's Lake Forest well, podcast cart corral. I support uh, the Lantern Chiefs and Duffers more than I support the jewels. But you know, credit to uh, Stephanie who picked up the phone at Jewel and and and, and talked to us. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but a question. That I, uh, not a question, but the feedback that I've been getting, there's a lot of haters on that jewel, and I don't know why. I know why I don't like it. It's 1986, and it was okay for me the first time going through it. But why do people not like that jewel? Well, I'm going to tell. You, so, in my line of work, I deal with a lot of grocery stuff. So, um, a lot of some of the issues, yeah, it's an older jewel. It, it looks, you go into something like Mariano's has a fresher look. Um, some of these uh, high ends and some of these other uh, places. I, I, me, I just want to go get my groceries. I don't care how the store looks as long as there's not rats running around. Um, you know, I, I don't really care about the decor of a grocery store. And I kind of joke when they remodel the store, I'm like, well, that means the prices are going up to pay for the remodeling. But, you know, I guess they have the markets change and everything. The other issue I think some people have with Jewel is, um, you know, their prices are a little bit higher sometimes than like Walmart or Target. 
Um, they used to be the only, you know, it used, there was a time when Jewel and Dominic's were hit pretty much a lot on the Chicago land grocery market. And there actually was a lawsuit. You go back on Google, you can find this. Um, there was a lawsuit in the early 90s because they found out that Jewel and Dominic's were colluding to fix milk prices. So milk prices actually in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, were higher than they were until like a few months until this pandemic started and the prices went crazy now. But they were they had basically they they colluded on milk prices. Um, there was a lawsuit and I don't know if it was uh, how it resolved, but, um, you know, and today there's so many grocery choices out there. There's um, even within Lake Forest, we've got what, three grocery stores. Um, so yeah. and there's, you know, Walmart is out there. So I got to tell you that that Walmart in Vernon Hills is, I've seen a lot of Walmarts and I'm not a Walmart hater. I really, I, I respect what Walmart's done. Um, but that Walmart in Vernon Hills is like the worst Walmart I've ever seen. It's so small. It could fit within I the I love drawer. it. Yeah, but they don't have half the stuff half the time. Who, get, Joe, they, who no, runs no. out of milk? They run out of milk, <laughs> so I got to go to the Target. And that Target next door is one of the nicest Targets because it's a super Target. Um, so, but I actually ended up going to the Walmart in Waukegan. Well, I think the way people are going to um, shop. That's a, that's, a, that's a super Walmart. I, I'm always guaranteed that I will find what I need at the Walmart in Waukegan if I need, you know. I will grant I you that. Walmart, but I'll, that Walmart in Vernon Hills, it's a crapshoot if I'm going to find what I want. That, that, I'll I grant you the, uh, the inventory system needs to be uh, corrected. But the way shopping is done, if if you have to leave the house to get your goods, it's you park and they put it in there. That's why they got... I want to say maybe 40 different, I don't want to say corrals, but spots where you pull up, they know you're coming, yeah. pop the back and they put it in. That's how you're going to get the stuff. Yeah, a lot of people, are, I, I'm still, I'm old school with grocery. I want to see my food before I buy it. You know, I want to, I want to look, make sure the fruit is fresh and the salad isn't wilting and all that. But I, I've um, been doing, but doing it for five years, five years. Great. You never had any uh, green. Oh yeah, you get issues, but and, you know what? You could. You just go online. Hey, the uh, turnip, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just. Refund. I mean, that's right. My kids, my kids have used it uh, on the online uh, grocery with Walmart, especially during the pandemic and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, the markets change, markets evolve, and um, you know, uh, more power to it. But All hey, right. man, there's now a cart corral at the Jewel in Lake Forest, thanks to you, sir. I again, thanks to you brought people to get. You're a uniter, not a divider. Well, it depends. Ask you the. Uh... Never mind. So, uh, so we we took care of Jewel. Now, next, how about uh, Mayor Randy Tack coming through with a strong call? Absolutely. I, I think you know he he turned he turned lemons into lemonade. Uh, I think you know he was they were for, put into a very difficult spot very quickly with um, um, Terry McNeely. Yeah. So we talked about that last week when we when it when it all went down. I haven't heard any new developments with that. I think now that he's but the right thing happened. He resigned. I'm not sure what led what led him to resign. It's still under investigation. We also have to respect the privacy of the woman uh supposedly involved at the uh at the Starbucks. So um, you know, the, the that now that he thankfully he's a former alderman now. And he is a private citizen, and that's going to work itself out through the legal system uh, and its course. But uh, he is no longer in any position of, of power. And then Randy was like uh, Johnny on the spot with um, 
with his appointment for that. And by I have talked to, I, I can't tell you, I've talked to people on all different uh, ends of the political spectrum. They're saying this is a home run. This is a great pick. Grand slam. I mean, he's a, a former judge. His father was the mayor of Lake Forest. I mean, what else am I missing? I mean, he's been very active in the community. Um, um, so I think Alderman Waldeck will, will, will serve us well. Um, I didn't know this, you know, again, newcomer Joe, I didn't know this, that we have elections, municipal elections in even numbered years too here. Mm -hmm. I never knew that till now that they actually, so some of these terms are going to expire next year and you vote in the primary. Now I want to tell everyone this, and we'll talk more as we get closer to the primary, because I know there's a lot of people that sometimes pull, you know, they don't want to pull a Democrat or Republican ballot. You have an option when in the primary, if there's something on the ballot that is not partisan, so like Lake Forest Aldermanic election or a referendum for a local taxing body, you can request from the election judges a nonpartisan ballot. So you won't vote for the whoever the presidential candidates are running in the primary and all that stuff, but you can vote in the municipal election as well as if there's if there happen to be a referendum. So you know, there's people out there that want to stay out of partisan politics because they know it's public record of which primaries you even though you're in, a Democrat or a Republican, um, then you can just ask for a nonpartisan ballot when you go vote in the primary. But Joe, uh, back to back to the aldermanic pick. Yeah. I think this is great. I think I think he runs. He has to. Uh, run again next year. I, I'm, you know, Rick, I wish Rick was here because he'll, he'll know the law I'll better than me. I'm finish. sure we'll get some clarification on it. Um, he'll finish out the term. Is, he'll finish yeah. out the term, which is like a full two years, and then he'll he'll have to uh, uh, get nominated. He'll have to sit in front of the caucus in the chair. He'll be asked questions, and then he'll have. But to I think you know there are a couple of uh, people on social media saying you know uh, this is. They're covering this up or anything. I and I, I, I'm going to give the on this one. I got to say that in talking to a few folks over at the city, they had no idea about any of this until. And then he suddenly comes in and says, "I'm resigning for personal reasons." So they had, you know, there was no previous record that I'm aware of on him. Um, this is a, a horrible incident. I feel allegedly again, but. Um, if, well, if what is alleged happens, it's terrible. It's terrible for the the, the young lady involved. Um, and there's a legal process, uh, both criminal and civil, for her to address that if it if it indeed occurred. But thankfully, he's no longer in elected office. Can you imagine if he said, "I ain't resigning for you. Yeah. Screw all you. I'm not." And that's happened. I mean, we got a speaker, the speaker of the Illinois House, the guy that Mike Madigan was really bad. But then he gets replaced by a guy who was arrested for domestic violence 20 years ago against his then girlfriend. He like, um, you know, so, I mean, this, um, there, Joe, Joe, Waldeck, that, Joe Waldeck's yeah. a grand slam. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Grand slam. If I was going to stir the pot, cause some people accuse me of stirring the pot. You got the husband in and I, was Kathy an alderman? I forget. I I, I don't. I believe know. she was a guest on your. Uh, <laughs> you're right on that couch, right behind I don't want, you there. I don't want to cause any family uh, problems, but no, 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 no. But yeah. I think the Wal the Waldeck family's done a lot for Lake Forest. I mean, there's a great history there, and and uh, he's been outstanding service as a judge. He he actually retired as a judge and then came back when they needed some. Yeah. 
uh, a backlog on, on stuff. Rick could probably explain that better than me. But I, I think this is a great choice, and he will represent his ward and the city very well. And, and hats off to Randy Tack for doing this quickly and uh, and doing it the right way. And, and Quickly and, like, geniusly, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't throw that word genius out too often. There. There's a reason. There's a reason I voted for Randy Tack, and there's the reason right there. I Because I – well – I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to criticize his former opponents, but um, that I think Randy handled this way better than a lot of people could have. This could have been a disaster. And Randy, what do you, what do you think Prue would have done? What WWPD? I I don't know, and I don't know. You have to ask her that question. question. I'm a you know, uh, unless she decides to make a public comment, you're never going to know. So <laughs> all right. And then uh, last question, uh, are you a golfer? Allegedly. I'm what? a really bad golfer. I stuck and my arm hurts. Uh, so I, what What I really What really was kind of good um, uh, a few years ago is just, I mean, like I embarrassed myself one night at Duffer's. Uh, I was like, oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah, I... I, I, I do enjoy watching golf and I think it's a beautiful sport and I hope my arm can my, can get a little better, but not to say I was ever Tiger Woods or anything like that, but uh, yeah. Well, the, the reason I bring it up, we have trending searches on our site and one of them is the top golf courses in uh, the area. And we did a show last year on it and we ranked the top ones. I was wondering, are you any in any position to give me like your top three in the area or top four or five? What, you know, I, I, let me go ask my son because he likes to play golf a lot more than me. Oh, bring him um, on. Yeah, my son Drew, high school graduate Drew. Drew. Um, I'll ask him because he he's a you know, but I, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of like it's I kind of like at golf courses like I do grocery stores. I, I don't really care about it all. I'm not as finicky as some people on that. I think there's, you know, a lot of it is beautiful scenery. Um, you know, do you want to have a great experience when you're playing golf? It's fun. But to me, golf has always been that the few times when I did play, it was it's the experience with your friends and and just having, you know, uh, a few hours away from everything else to just, you know, whack away at the ball there. <laughs> and I, 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 I think I had some outtakes from Caddyshack and some of my golfing uh, experiences. Here, how about this? What's your what's your favorite? My favorite? Yeah, the best one you I haven't played anything. Dude, I just moved here last year. I have not played any golf courses in Lake Forest. You live in the North Shore. like what? Okay, I like, uh, I'm a little partial because I grew up uh, in, you know, uh, Northern Cook County. I always thought the the Chick Evans one uh, uh, was okay because, I mean, it wasn't the best maintained because it's run by Cook County Forest Preserve. But the price was good. I mean, I didn't want to spend an arm and a leg playing golf. Okay. I'm, to, if, if I'm, a, I'm a fiscal okay. conservative, dude. What's, what's the best one? Just answer the question. You ask the guy the time of day and tells you how to build the watch. I don't best I, golf course in the I don't North Shore. His best one. Best golf course, the Glen. It's what's it? The Glen. The Glen. Okay. No idea what that is. Okay. It's in the Glen, in Glenview. Okay. Question I think eight. it's changed names a couple times, but it's a, I like that one. There's a really cool one, and it's I don't know if it's Glenview or Northbrook, but on Willow Road, it used to be it was where the trash dump was, so it's like this mountain, and at the top of the mountain, it's called Willow Hill. 
Um, there's a golf course up there. You can see the whole city of Chicago whenever it's clear. And when it gets windy, man, it's even putts are an adventure up there. But it's kind of fun. It's it's kind of cool. So let me – I'm going to defer to my, my son. All right, all right. He, Just put it on the – He's the golf expert. Okay. So you – we got the maybe we'll pick a place each week. Who knows? Yeah. All right, fine. So, Joe, is that it? We talked out. You got anything? Well, I mean, what else we got? Let's see. We talked about the um I thought you said I you made a list great. last night here. Hold didn't on. You, didn't you say well, you pulled my list, list on my uh my electronic list that I made? Uh, da, da, da. I thought you were concerned about people uh worrying that we're crybabies, something like that. Yes, I think um look, I think we have we have addressed the issue. We've been very clear on how you feel about people choosing to or not to come on yeah, yeah. the show. And I think at the end of the day, look, everyone knows there's an open door here. So if they want to come on, they can come on. And I like I said, I, I think I, I can see where um you know, uh, there's times there that people don't. There's certain things not to discuss. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't discuss that issue with the arrested alderman if I was an elected official because it's a police investigation. Um, you but it, but you can once the arrest card is done, you can FOIA it so you can get the facts that way. I mean, on that issue, like I said a minute ago, yeah. he's he's a former alderman, yeah. so I don't really care about him anymore. No, I think. Um, once you know, it, there's a. I think there's a line between being a cry bear, cry baby, and trying to shine light on. Hey, this is the the issue. This is what needs to be addressed. Because, like, am I going to waste any time with Holly Kim? Like, you know, any questions about her? You know what I mean? Or, or it, uh, the double withdrawals and all that stuff. No, asked, answered, done. Move on to the next thing, right? So you address it, and there's such. There's more energy stopping people from coming on than just coming on and addressing, you know, the situation. So, and then once you see it in writing where they don't want to let you have a platform, that's, I, I draw, I, you call it a crime. We talked about that last week. I got I it. So I'm just saying, well, it's, it's being beat, but you're the one. Get, to your, get your dead horse graphic back. All right. What's on your <laughs> list? What's on your list? Hey, hold on, I got sidetracked here. Uh, oh, there's a meeting. Uh, what is it? Well, we record this show on Wednesdays. Well, here there's, there's a, a meeting about the uh, Central Business District this week. Um, Wednesday night, I believe, right? Um, that would be tonight. Yeah. Last, so by the last, time people see this, it'll already yeah. occurred. But what's, um, you know, and I wish, like I said, I, I'd love to hear from people on uh, their opinions on this because I'm I'm a newcomer to town. I my days as a municipal official were we were begging to get any business we could into Morton Grove, especially when we lost app to Glenview. Um so I've always been of the mindset of any business is a good business, but I get it that um there's certain things for certain areas. Yeah. Uh, the whole CBD, I think that it became an issue in the campaign, though again I, I uh, Randy's main opponent um, kind of had one view when she was on the council. And then when she became a candidate against the caucus, um, uh, tried to latch on to the people who she didn't agree with when she was on the council, supposedly. So are you being um, a dead horse, Joe? Perhaps, but I'm just, I just want to, what, what do you think, Pete? Let's, let me, here's what I think. 
You, you live. Out, you live near the CBD. I live yeah. out west. Yeah. What I'm an insider. What do you? What do you? What do you want to see in the CBD? It's not what I want to see. What That's I want. Business district. I, I'm more, I'd like to have like the Altunians come on here or somebody that owns like tracks of these properties uh, because in order to rent it, they're going to have to pay a hefty price and it, to be a small business to go in there, you can't pay it because look. No, the rents can be high. I know, uh, so, there's a, a, I know I mean, a business, I won't name the name, that was in downtown Lake Forest that has since moved out to uh, um, Lake Bluff. So um, and she said the reason was she couldn't afford the rent. That's what I'm saying. Now, the city doesn't set the rent though. I'm the not saying the city does, the but you the city doesn't own those buildings. So as somebody that owns rental property, okay, you you're taking a gamble on the future and you're paying off the loan and you can't put anybody you get more of a tax write off not having somebody in there than having somebody in there. I'm not a financial That's unfortunate. Person. Yeah, and we had that issue in Morton Grove with a commercial property. I won't say where it is now because it's been it's been sold and redeveloped and is a really good property now for them. But yeah, you do get that where you get landlords that I didn't raise my hand. How did that? I did raise my hand physically, but now it says lower hand. <laughs> All right, let me hit that. I don't know what happened. So, there. so to me, the but yeah, I'm just saying, I, I, yeah, that is an issue, and I think this is where this task force. And look at that. There are things you can do as a city, um, like TIFs and things like that. I'm not always the biggest fan of TIFs, though I I, I voted for one when I was a Morton Grove trustee because we really needed to clean up um, the area near the metro station in, in Morton Grove. Um, you know, transit-oriented development has been something that a lot of cities have looked at um, over the years. I, I don't, you know, when you ride the Metro train, the Union Pacific North line from downtown, and once you hit Rogers Park after after Rogers Park, um, you start to hit every suburb mm -hmm. on the lakefront and you see what each town is doing uh, with transit oriented development. And I don't I don't think we want to become like Evanston, where Evanston looks like it's just another neighborhood in Chicago now with everything they've done the last like 20 years or so. I don't think we want to be like Highland Park. But at the but, same time, I don't think we need, I, I, we shouldn't be exactly what we are now. Like I said, there has to be, there's a balance. We should be proud of our past, but focused on our future um, with that. And, I, and I'm, I'd i be curious to see how these meetings go. Unfortunately, I have a conflict um, with another meeting, so I can't attend this, but I think they post them online, so I'll try to watch it afterwards. But this is a really engaging topic because I, I get it that, it's it's not easy. It, these are never easy decisions when you want to change what's there. But I, we talked about this before. I don't think there's people, I call them the Flat Earth Society, that don't want to change it. I mean, they probably would have opposed Market Square back in the day. I, I, I get it. And we'll keep hitting that horse. But how do you, I, I don't even know if I'm right on this, on the commercial side of things. Is it better to keep it empty than have somebody in there to get the rent that you need to justify the nut that's there? I don't know. If that's, that's a question for a business owner. Yeah. It's not good for the city, though. And that was very frustrating for us when I was a trustee that you had landlords that would rather have vacant property than that because the city wants you want. I hate to use vibrant because that was a word. That <laughs> that's a great word. But you want you want activity. You want stuff happening and you want the sales tax revenue. But so, we're capitalists too. Like, why should we tell them what to and, do? And when a business, and here's the thing for the schools, 
Um, schools don't get sales tax. That goes to the municipal government. But when a you know the assessor bases their value, the, the assessment of a property on its value, and part of the value is whether it's making money or not. So the assessment goes up. The, the school district then gets more revenue from that business. And so their fixed levy means the rest of our taxes go down, everybody else in town. Because it, when you add property onto the tax rolls or increase its value, then you, Pete, and me, we pay a little less in property taxes because to get to that whatever number, $50 million levy or whatever it is that a taxing body does, um, they they have less to tax from you because they make it with that other property. That said, the owner probably is like, I don't want to pay more in taxes. So the question is rent versus that. So that's where I think, you know, some of the things like tax increment financing and some other things are not, like I said, I've seen a lot of abuses of tests by some towns over the years because um, it's really supposed to be for blighted areas. And I'm not you sure kind of cool, forest Joe. is blighted. Joe, you know what would be so, kind of cool? The, uh, the financial lady for Lake Forest, who can't come on. It'd be kind of cool to ask her, like, what would be some hypothetical options? Uh, like, what are the choices that you make? Yeah, I think some of these business owners could come on, Pete. Why don't we invite them? The doors all open for anyone to come on, right? Uh, absolutely. But let's find some business. Let, if you're a business owner in Lake Forest. If you're a small business owner, if you're small a business corporate owner, store, that's business the only thing that can business. survive is a corporate store because it's a brand name to be in Lake Forest. I'm talking. See, I, I know someone. Yeah, I won't say the name here, but I know someone I think would be a very good subject, and I'm work on getting them here. All right, very good. Thanks for because of their professional background. Okay, but yeah, no. Look, development is not an easy issue. Um, but I mean, is that the issue though? Because you're in order to get businesses in there, the rent has to be to a place where somebody can make money, and and sure. and, and that's not possible right now because. That's just simple common sense market conditions, yeah. right? Right. But how is it that the other towns have very robust business districts compared to ours? I mean, we I think we talked on about Libertyville, um, that there's a lot of stuff happening in Libertyville, though I'm sure they'll find they'll point out some things that aren't going right there. Well, I'm sure you, there's the grass is always greener on the other side, but um that you, know, be, you, go uh, down, you go up and down Milwaukee in Libertyville, 21. There's a lot of little shops and restaurants, a lot of cool, a cool vibe there. And um, but there's also, if you go back, there's a lot of residential that's gone in there to help support that. So we're gonna have to make some choices, right? I mean, well, you can't you you can't say I want to keep everything the same, and you can't say I want to bulldoze everything. Okay. So if we had our way. Kathy Zerniak, Kathy Zerniak would come on the show and say, hey, these are the certain restrictions that we have in Lake Forest that we don't have in Libertyville, right? But you can't come on, can't tell us that. No, but we can find that out. And the different... Pete, Pete, Pete. Well, that's why we're talking to the, the yeah. viewers, the listeners, the watchers. We'll get the information. We'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah, let us email clarify, us. Clarify, clarify. I mean, yeah. Look, is that, that is what, what it is? is. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't obsess over who comes on and who doesn't. Let's no, just get but, the facts. But I want... I want the head of the snake, Joe. There is no snakes. There are no snakes in Lake Forest. Well, well said, Joe. <laughs> I just want the info. I just want the info. But wait, I mean, what, what do you? I mean, let me. Like I said, you live near the. You live near the CBD. What? What do you want to see? You're a resident. You got a voice. What do you want to see in downtown Lake Forest? Is out there now? Live music. 
So there, 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 more than the karaoke night at the land. I think the next next level up, but that's noisy. I want a bigger joint to play in. <laughs> that's right. You got what's your band? It's a Blondie cover band, Heart of Glass. Blondie. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's uh, when we do the Pete Jansen's interview one day, we'll we'll, we'll talk. Well, you're getting a whole lot of information right now. Um, So what what would I like to see? It I want the market to dictate it. Okay. So it's whatever somebody wants. This is America, and they want to take a leap of faith, and they're going to do a business plan. That's what I, I want people to make money. Right. Whatever it is, make money. And, but what about if, if in order to do that, you need some infrastructure improvements? So that means you have or, to raise taxes. Or you do tax increment financing. Okay. Which is, um, I mean, we could do a whole show on tax increment financing where you basically- I'm stupid. What is, what is a TIF, Joe? It is, gosh. Well, it causes a lot of TIFs. Um, I'm a little rusty at this. And maybe Take your best it. guess. I'll do some research for see the way Because if we get it wrong, then we'll have 100 people telling us the right way to do it, right? But you basically, you take you take the incremental growth of what the taxes would be and you put it into a fund that then helps pay for things like streetscaping, new lighting, all that. So you don't raise taxes on the rest of the residents. So it's a, like I said, it was designed it when when the law was signed. I think it was signed by Governor Thompson way back. It was to help blighted areas. It's kind of like on the federal level. Ronald Reagan used to talk about enterprise zones and things like that. Yeah. But now, you know, like I said, the definition of blighted has become, you know, subjective thing. And, and I think anybody outside of Lake Forest would laugh if anything in Lake Forest was called blighted. So, but that <laughs> said, you can do that now. Where 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 it causes the tiff about TIFF um, is the schools, the school districts lose, they don't get the growth of revenue that they were supposed to. So it impacts their revenue and then they supposedly have to raise taxes on it. And some of these TIFs lead to more families coming in with kids. And so a lot of times the cities and the school districts negotiate agreements to help pay for those kids. The Glen, the Glen uh, in Glenview was a good example of that where it brought in tons of new kids like mine um, and causing a huge financial impact on the, the school districts. But the village was getting all sorts of new revenue. So they negotiated something, an agreement that funds based on the number of kids. So everybody in the Glen every year had to, had to they had a census and you had to report how many kids you had and what school they went to and, and the grades and all that so that the te- school district could tally up what they were owed from uh, the village of Glenview. So that's, again, very complex stuff. It's not easy decisions. And then, again, you throw in the other issue of people that live near the CBD get upset when there's anything changing. You saw that with that house yeah. on uh, Westminster where um, people they got yeah. so violent that they verbally yeah, assaulted transparency uh, Walker and his wife and dog. So, I mean, that's, Turka. you know, Turkish people, people aren't, people aren't um, you know, there's a lot, like I said, there's a, I call, I call it the flat earth society where they're just against any change. I, I think these same people a hundred years ago would have been against market square. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to, there's a delicate balance. We don't want to bulldoze the whole downtown and make it look like uh, a brand new city. Uh, we want, there's a balance and there's things, but over the years there's been buildings built in the CBD that I don't think look 
the, I won't name them, but there's things like that were built in the 60s and the 70s yeah. that you kind of look at like, they put that in here and maybe this is the time to get that right and work again, balancing free market and things like TIFFs. But that's what this, that's what these committees are all about to talk about it. And you're never going to get 100% buy-in on something. All right. So this is, I could, I'm going to, I'm going to make another bet, Joe. Whatever this CBD thing that comes out, Turkish people will come out with <laughs> no, 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 because the money that could have went for the TIF could have went for planting a tree, right? For lack of a bet, right? Well, you could use TIF money to plant trees. That is an acceptable use of TIF funds. Right. So that's what they're going to come out or, you know, insert. I don't want to say tree hugger or what's what's the p- political correct way to say that social social spend. We got it. We got a lot of trees in Lake Forest now, man. And this, Mr. T found out the hard way. You don't mess with the trees in Lake Forest. Yeah, but he was thinking about weeds. <laughs> and it's actually, thinking. you know, uh, the Lake Forest Now app. Actually, you can go on it and you can see where all that they have inventory. The Public Works guys did a great job with this. They have inventoried every tree that is on public property. That's why they got the tags, I think, right? In Lake Forest. And you can pull it up. So if you're planning like a, a development or looking at maybe putting a tree in, you can see what the trees are on the public side to kind of have something that goes along with that and stuff like that. Really cool feature. Like we were playing around with it the other day just to see what the trees were in our neighborhood. Um, so hats off to Public Works guys. Public Works, if we could get them on sanitation, Public Works, guys, works. love you, they're, man. They're too busy. They're too busy to go on the show. They're working, Pete. They don't have time to sit. And I will. Chat. I will drive. I'll <laughs> ride a beat. I will ride a beat with the. Talk to them at the Lantern after work. So, Joe, the last thing I have on my list is uh, okay. Be very quiet, because I, th- I think, John Venson is still asleep at the school board meeting last night. Don't wake him up. Oh, is that what- That's the secretary of the District 115 school board. Just, just you know. You know, uh, I <laughs> sat on a school board for eight years, and there were times I wanted to doze off. So maybe. Did I, you? I don't know. Did you? Uh, statute of limitations, sir. Okay. Uh, unless. I don't, I don't unless uh, what were uh, they talking about? What were they discussing when he. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was, you know, uh, Montgomery was, he's getting into the weeds of where the money's going that he mm. maneuvered through us. Uh, but it's either uh, the secretary uh, was snoozing or he was doing his Barbara Eden. Was he, was he, was he snoozing or was he looking down? Because the, the snapshot I saw that you sent me, he might have been just reading. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I look down and, and I don't know. Could, I, I don't know. He could can, be wrong. Can clarify it. I, I've just had a. I mean, I just I'll had try a, to give the dude. Maybe he's got a sleep uh, disorder, dude. I, we got to like respect. Perfect. It. I don't know. I. Perfect. As he, as we're trying to figure out metrics for that happens in workplaces now, where somebody gets written up for sleeping on a job and they get a doctor's note that says they got a sleep disorder. So I don't know. Not for I, the school board. <laughs> I mean, listen. Anybody look? I did. No matter how much I disagree on an issue with someone that's on an elected board, I got it. Having did, I did this for twelve years, um, and I, it is it's, it can be brutal, man. It's it's like you you get paid little or nothing. You got to sit. The, you got to go to your regular job during the day. You got to do this, and some of these meetings go till like midnight, one, two in the morning. 
and you got to go to work the next day and people are either it's a heated issue where everybody's fighting or it's a really boring issue where it's like, come on, let's just get it over with. Again, I don't know the circumstances of this with him, um, but yeah, it could be embarrassing if they, I'm just glad they didn't have uh, videos of of my meetings because I don't know, I might have nodded off with one of the school. I just had people say school board meetings back in the day. I just say there's, (laughs) There's Dr. Venson. It is important when you make a presentation to a, at a meeting or anything that you make it exciting and make it lively and make it short, brief. It's also if you're on the caucus that you get people that'll stay awake in the meeting. Just saying. Maybe we, need, maybe we should donate a pot of coffee for the, <laughs> for the school board meetings. This podcast is sponsored by Melatonin. Oh, that's another show. All right, <laughs> Joe. Another riveting show. I'm sure. I'm riveted. <laughs> I feel vibrant. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. All right, Joe. Later. Bye. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.